come to this happy place, welcome. Disneyland is your land. Ser sentados, por favor. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 110. Wow. Word on the Main Street podcast. I am one of your hosts, Sean Lords. And I'm Brian Lords. And uh, we've got a big show. I'd say so. Today. This is a pretty good one. <laughs> uh, it takes place in a galaxy far, far away. Yeah. We're in space right now. Or <laughs> inside your mind. All right. Well, depending uh, on what part we're talking about. <laughs> but uh, before we get into the subject matter, we do want to thank our fabulous, beautiful, talented sponsor, Getaway Today. Absolutely. So, as Sean kind of teased, Star Wars Land is a coming. Uh, I guess Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. It is on the verge of getting opened up, and if you want to go and visit the new planet of Batu, be sure to book a trip with Getaway Today. Uh, they're going to be able to get you all set up with a hotel, with tickets, uh, and just be able to make it a great vacation for you, be able to go and see all the new Star Wars goodness and make me really jealous that you're there. So um, if you are interested in going to the park anytime soon, make sure you give Getaway Today a visit. And be sure to let them know about our promo code. That's Main Street 10 It's all lowercase, the number one zero. It's going to get you $10 off any two-night or longer Southern California travel package. So give them a visit at www.getawaytoday.com or give them a call at 855-GET-AWAY. That's 438-2929. Awesome. All right. Uh, So this week at the Disneyland Resort, uh, the hours are as follows. Thursday, May 16th, which is tomorrow. Disneyland's open 8 to 12 with DCA open 8 to 9. Friday the 17th, it's Disneyland 8 to 11, DCA 8 to 9 with grad night from 8 to 9. Um, Saturday, May 18th, Disneyland's open 8 to 12 with DCA 8 to 9, again with grad night 8 to 9. Sunday, May 19th, and Monday, May 20th, Disneyland's open 8 to 12 with DCA open 8 to 10. And then Tuesday, the 21st, and Wednesday, the 22nd, Disneyland's open 8 to 12 with DCA open 8 to 9, and both of those are grad nights from 8 to 9. So cool. it is grad season. I thought grad nights used to go longer than 9 p.m. That's what I thought. Didn't they go like late I thought they the went night? all night, like <laughs> 1 or 2 in the yeah. morning. Huh. But, uh, yeah, crazy 8 to 9. Crazy kids got too crazy, I guess. I guess so. Cut it off. <laughs> um And then, of course, the events going on, like we said, grad nights are going on. Just be sure to be aware of that. There might be more people in the parks because of this. Um, And then, of course, you have the pop-up Disney going on uh, over at the old ESPN Zone building in downtown Disney. And, of course, Get Your Ears On celebration is still going through June 6th. So if you want to catch the food... Mickey's Mix Magic, you've got to get going. Yeah. Because it's almost done. Yeah. So. It's getting close. Which is weird that it's almost June. Oh, I know. We're almost halfway <laughs> through the year. Halfway through May. It doesn't May, even feel like we should be into May. Yeah, I know. It's weird. 
Like, I don't even feel like... We, I feel like your birthday was just like yesterday. Right. And that was the beginning of March. And uh, yeah, Galaxy's Edge is going to open in like two weeks. It's unbelievable. Like, that's crazy. We've all been waiting so long for this. Right? And it's actually <laughs> finally here. We remember getting the news at D23. Ground being broken. It's gone pretty quick. That was like one of the first big <laughs> announcements after we started our show. Oh, yeah. And now we've been doing this long That's enough weird. that we're seeing this <laughs> finally open up. That's kind of cool. We've made the journey. Yeah. With you guys. <laughs> yeah. And once it opens, that'll be a wrap on Word on the Main Street. Yep. Just kidding. <laughs> no, we're not going anywhere. Awesome. Uh, and then the closures, Disneyland. Uh, Casey Jr.'s closed until the 24th of May, the canal boats as well. Alien Pizza Planet is also closed until the 24th. And then Sleeping Beauty Castle is closed until the 28th. But they have taken down some of the stuff. Oh, really? So you cool. can see part of the castle. Um, the colors actually look more vibrant. Oh, really? I haven't seen any pictures recently. Uh, the brick. Because the brick used to be like, what, a pale gray, pale purple, yeah, pale something pink. like that. Um, but now it's like darker. Oh, really? And then the pink is... The villains are taking over. It's more dark. But then the pink on the main castle walls is way like, way like more pops. vibrant. It, it looks really good, I think. Cool. I'm anxious to see and that. And the roof is blue and almost shiny. It, it's just really nice. Cool. I'm excited to see that. So, um, and then California Adventure, you got the Silly Symphony Swings also closed until the 24th. And then Red Car Trolley is closed until spring of 2020, which is when I'm assuming Marvel Land will be open. You think it'll be that quick in 2020? Yeah. It would be cool if it was. <laughs> but we'll see. That's a quick turnaround from working full steam ahead on Star Wars. At least. Get over there. Maybe at least. I'm sure there's going to be a phase one like yeah, they did possible. with Star Wars. Yeah. They're gonna change Hollywood land. Speaking of, did you see the video of Tom Holland in California Adventure dressed as Spider Man? Really? That and then awesome. he took off his mask, and these people had no idea that it was Tom Holland <laughs> under there. I could tell just by listening to his voice that it was Tom Holland. Yeah, but I feel like if you're not expecting him, yeah. I mean, I guess I probably like, knew that because it was in the video yeah. title, but it was pretty cool. But when and he takes the, his mask uh, off, I'd assume he'd. No, right? Yeah, so they he figured it out. He was right? in his suit, and then all of a sudden, Jake Gyllenhaal, Zendaya, and the Asian kid. I don't know what his name is. <laughs> the funny Asian the kid. The funny Asian kid. They all came running around the corner, and Spider-Man was looking at him like, oh my gosh, I can't believe all these people are here, <laughs> and then takes off his mask, and it's Tom Holland. Man, why am I never there I know. when I'm cool stuff I'm never there happens. when stuff like that happens. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so yeah, those are your closures. And uh, that's this week at Disneyland. So cool. if you're going to be there, enjoy. Make sure you watch out for the grad nights. Yep. And um, give us a call and tell us how your trip went. Yeah. And if you're there on grad night, let us know if it was super busy yeah. because of grad night. Or I've never been normal. for a grad night. I just assume. I I've always heard they're busy, <laughs> so I just assume they're busy. I'm pretty sure somebody told us last year that it wasn't that bad. Oh, yeah. I do remember getting that. So, it was like an email or something that we got from somebody. So who knows? Maybe they're doing so many of them that it's not like all at once. Yeah. I don't know if they've ever and really done it all at once. Like available through the entire day. Yeah. So it's just like 
a few extra people in the park. Oh, yeah. So let's head on over to this corner right here where Brian does trivia in Brian's Trivia Corner. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Brian's Trivia Corner. It is literally in a corner. All right, everybody. It is trivia time. Yippee. Wahoo. All right. So last week's question. Kind of a tough one, uh, if you don't remember the original California Adventure Park. But before Buena Vista Street, what was the name of the train that could be found in the quote-unquote hub area of Disney California Adventure? So there was kind of a train that was sitting there. There was some shops in it. You could go get, like, coffee or ice cream, I think, in some of these. Um, Well, they have a train there that's... Now I think they've got the Fiddler Pfeiffer and Practical Cafe... Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in that spot. But it used to be the California Zephyr. It was a train sitting right there in that quote-unquote hub area. Uh, but just had a bunch of little snacks and drinks and things that you could go inside and get. So the answer to that question was the California Zephyr. But moving on to this week's question, we're going to stay over in California Adventure. And the question is going to be... What year did Turtle Talk with Crush debut at Disney California Ooh. Adventure? I will give you a hint. It was an anniversary year. Bum, bum, bum. Could it be the 31st anniversary? The 54th? The 31st? It definitely wasn't the 31st. Because <laughs> the 30th anniversary was when um, Indiana Jones opened and California Adventure wasn't even That's a thing. That's so weird. So... The Indiana Jones has been there that long. Yeah, it's been there for 30, yeah, 30 years yeah. and a little more. It's weird that it was only 30 years old at that time, the park. Yeah. And I was alive for that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just I think we, really were ac- we were actually there, I think, yeah. that year that it opened. I was David too scared us. to ride on it, yeah, so I did not. Me too. <laughs> Uh, that was As a, a wee lad. I think that was the same year we both cried getting off of yep. Space Mountain. So <laughs> I remember that well. Yeah. I thought I was in space. We still get made fun of by our parents <laughs> for crying getting off of Space Mountain. Yeah. So it was terrifying. I thought I was in space. I didn't, but it but was I, scary. It I was swear I went upside down, but I know I that, didn't. I really thought that I did. <laughs> it felt like it. Anyway. We're off, we're off topic, but um, <laughs> if you think you know what year Turtle Talk with Crush opened, uh, send it to me in an email. You can send that over to Brian. That's B-R-Y-A-N dot W-O-T-M-S at gmail.com. Awesome. Well, uh, let us head on over to this week in Disney history. Um, I uh, got a couple emails saying that people enjoyed the full week oh, rather than just the one day. So uh, we're going to continue. Excellent. That, uh, I'm glad to hear that. If anybody has problems with it, let me know. Uh, if anybody has problems with it, there's a little button at the bottom of your podcast app if you're an Apple user. <laughs> Forwards 30 seconds at a time. Yeah, it's true. Keep going until you don't hear that anymore. But uh, yeah, if enough people don't like it, I guess I'll go back. But we're going to do this week. At, at, it has uh, to be Disney enough history. that outweigh the people that like it. Yeah, yeah. 
All right, so we're going to start with May 15th. Uh, 1928, on May 15th, work is completed on the film Plane Crazy. Cool. That's awesome. uh, It's a pretty important cartoon, I would say. Yeah. And even though it wasn't the first one released, it was the first one completed. Yeah. So, uh, and then in 1994, uh, Royal Dano, is it Dano? I think it's Dano. Oh, sorry. It could be Dano. I don't know. uh, Royal Dano, at age 71, suffered a heart attack. In a car accident. <laughs> and died. How did they know it was the heart attack and not the car accident? I don't know. It just says at age 71 from a heart attack in a car accident, uh, Royal Dano or Dano died. Um, he was the voice actor for the Abraham Lincoln animatronics. So um, it's a pretty uh, big thing, I yeah. would say. Um, uh, Great, great Moments with Mr. Lincoln is a classic. Absolutely. If you have never seen it, you should probably go... Uh, if you've never seen it, <laughs> I, I will cry. <laughs> That's one of my favorite things to go do. <laughs> and then uh, May 16th, 1928, uh, Walt Disney applied for a trademark for Mickey Mouse for use in uh, motion pictures. So, so the day after they complete work on Playing Crazy, he was heading to the <laughs> trademark office. Yep. Uh, Good idea. And then in 1955, on May 16th, 28 children signed contracts with Disney to perform on the TV show called The Mickey Mouse Club. Oh, wow. That's a big, (laughs) big deal, too. Yeah. Uh, And then in 1991... This one makes me sad. On May 16th, uh, Jim Henson's Muppet Vision 3D opened at Disney MGM Studios at Walt Disney World, which I believe was the original. It was. Um, And it's still there. We don't get it anymore. I need but, to get uh, over to Disney World so I can watch that. I love I miss that. Muppet Vision. And I'm glad it's doing well enough in Walt Disney World to stick around. There's a lot of things in Disney World that do a lot better than they do here. Because <laughs> Country Bear Jamboree is still going. Uh, the Carousel of Progress is still going. And, like, I don't know. It's just weird how things are different in different parks. Because yeah. um, Winnie the Pooh is wildly popular in Japan. Peter Pan in Japan was not as popular. Yeah, but it's a huge hit here in California. Yeah, so it's just super weird to me, uh, the things that catch on in yeah. different areas of the world. Um, and then on May 17th in 1987, uh, Mickey's Christmas Chalet shop in uh, Disneyland closes. And then in 1997, the Mike Fink Keelboats ride at Disneyland closes. <laughs> Probably no, shortly after over. the one capsized. <laughs> uh, May 18th in 2007. This is weird. I did not know about this. Uh, Ten wireless hotspots are open at Disneyland and Walt Disney World on Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, users with the Nintendo DS and the, Pi- and the game Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End can download extra content at these hotspots. Not available anywhere else. Really? Uh, which is interesting. That's it, way interesting. It will tie into something here on May 19th, which I'll get to in a second. But in 1971, the Indian War Canoes attraction in Disneyland is renamed Davy Crockett's Explorer Canoes. Mm. Um, and then in 2007, which is the day after May 18th in 2007. Well, a lot of day after stuff happened uh, this week. Disneyland hosts the world premiere of the film Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End. All attendees are given a limited edition at World's End Nintendo DS portable game player 
a Nintendo DS game. I need to get my hands on one of these. <laughs> I know, right? Good luck. That's cool. Uh, There's a lot of people that didn't like At World's End, but I really enjoyed it. Was that the... That was the third one. Third one? I liked the third one. The second one I didn't like very much. I didn't much. care for Dead Man's Chest, but... And I did, I did enjoy the fourth. And then the fifth one I really liked. Yeah, fifth one was good. Fifth one was fantastic. Uh, then in May, on May 20th in 1938, the Disney company repays the entire loan accumulated over the past two years for making Snow White, which is a big deal. Wow. Um, That's cool. And then uh, in 2011, uh, Disney releases the film Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides to theaters in the United States. And then to come full circle with this whole thing. <laughs> yes, full circle. May 21st in 1928, just a few days after May uh, 16th, uh, uh, Walt Disney trademarked. Walt Disney's trademark application for Mickey Mouse is filed with the United States Patent Office. So there you go. It was probably really smart. <laughs> he was probably panicked after his whole deal with Charles Mintz oh. and Oswald. Oh, yeah. And wanted to lock that one down. Yeah, for sure. Good on him. It's a good idea. Because <laughs> look at it now. Because Mickey is quite the icon nowadays. I mean, he's on my Apple Watch. I know, right? He's on mine if I had it on. Shame. Uh, but now let us head into the turkey leg, the very voluptuous and juicy turkey this leg. This is like the biggest turkey leg in the compartment. Oh, no doubt. It might even be like, a, uh, what are they, wampas? No. <laughs> what are you trying, a tauntaun? Tauntaun leg. <laughs> it's probably more like a tauntaun leg. Yeah. Wampas pretty, pretty big, too. Yeah, that's true. Wampas eat tauntauns. Wampas, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so before we get into that, of course, we want to let you guys know how you can support the podcast. If uh, you're a fan and you want to help us out, we would appreciate it quite a bit. Um, so first thing you can do, shop.spreadshirt.com slash word on the main street. You can buy a shirt. Um, I should probably get on there and update things. We need things. to update <laughs> some of those. Um, Has anybody busy. sent us any shirt ideas? I don't think so. Hmm. If you have one, let us know. Yeah. Even if you just have the idea. You just know, know to... that we can't put Disney, Disneyland, anything trademarked. Yeah. Really, we can't put on these shirts. Yeah. Um, and then the other way to support us, of course, I should say number one way to support us. I should have said this first. But just listening to the podcast yes. every week and sharing it with those That's that would also enjoy it is huge. Very helpful. Uh, the number one thing we'd like you to do. Um, and then, of course, number three, patreon.com slash word on the main street. Go on there, donate however much you'd like. It's from $1 up to whatever you would like, and it is a monthly donation. Um, I don't know if Brian's getting close to the videos. I am getting there. Being done. I actually I had to upgrade my video editing software because uh, it was putting a watermark over it. So <laughs> I am almost done with all that. Awesome. So we'll have that up on Patreon for you shortly. Um, just some panels from uh, Fanex Spring 2019. Um, so go ahead and go there. Uh, donate if you can. If you can't, that's fine. Uh, but that money will go to help improve the podcast, improve the equipment, and just uh, yeah, just help us out in that way, yep. make the show better for you. 
Um, and then if you want to contact us, we'd love to hear from you. Our uh, social media is facebook.com slash word on the main street. We are on Instagram at word on the main street, and we are on Twitter at W O T main street, or you can shoot us an email. My email is Sean S E A N dot W O T M S at gmail.com. And once again, you can reach me at Brian. That's B R Y A N dot W O T M S at gmail.com. And, uh, lastly, If you'd like to phone in, please do. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, The phone number for our voice mailbox is 801-923-2455. No humans are involved except for yourself. Um, We will just listen to it later. And maybe play it unless you tell us otherwise. Yes. All right. Let us get to the Tauntaun leg. (laughs) That's what we're going with. (laughs) Of the episode, uh, we've got a lot to cover, uh, so some stuff we might just blow over quickly. Others we're going to take some time like on. Like this first one, they'll probably be yes. blown over quickly. So, of course, uh, emotional whirlwind is Mood coming. Mood swings. Mood swings is coming to California Adventure this summer. Still don't have like a set date. Yeah, just this summer. Um, but they released some uh, ride art. I assume it's. The artwork that will be in the queue. Yeah. So, um, basically, it's just posters, right? So you yeah. have, you've got a poster for the headquarters, which is just where the the moods are. Um, Imagination Land. Uh, it basically is just artwork for different areas. Yeah. Almost like park poster artwork. Yeah, I could see that. But. Obviously, it's just for this ride. Yeah. <laughs> um, they have personality islands. Um, they have a poster for Cruise the Subconscious, which terrifies me because it's got a big clown on it. Um, the birthday girl. And broccoli. I'm just kidding. I love Ain't broccoli. nothing wrong with broccoli. <laughs> Kids, eat your broccoli. That's it's delicious. Right. If you need to, dip it in a little ranch. You're good to go. Nah. Or butter it up. I don't know. Just eat it raw. All right. Weirdo. All right. And then they have one for Abstract Thought, which I love. It's got the artwork from yeah. the Abstract uh, scene. And then Train of Thought. It looks like, you know, a, a poster for a train ride. Yeah. Um, and then Visit Cloud Town. It's got uh, sadness up on a cloud, curled up in a ball. It says at the bottom, get carried away. Oh, yeah. So... Really good looking artwork, I think. Yep. But I think that's awesome. Yeah, that's pretty much it for that. Uh, it's coming soon this summer, so be on the lookout. Um, a big announcement, I think, that they just made is the Flex Passport. Yes. So this is an annual pass that you can buy. Um, it's called the Flex Pass. The price point is fantastic, right? So, um, I believe the price for this one is five ninety nine. It's not bad. Um, and it's basically for all year long, except for those two weeks in December and January area, yeah, uh, where pretty much nobody can get in with a passport, unless it's the top of the oh, yeah. line one where there's no um, blackouts. So there are days. So basically, you'll get this pass, which I think is five ninety nine. 
I should probably verify that, or if you want to verify it, whatever. Um, But basically, you'll get on the calendar with this pass, and there's days marked in green. Those days you can just get in, right? You can go in whenever you want on those days, just like you would normally. With Five ninety nine with an annual pass. Five ninety nine. Yep. Um, and I think the one above it, the regular, like I, low I end pass, know. is like twelve hundred dollars, something like that. Uh, so you're saving like half. Yeah. Um, and you, all those days are available, but the catch is, is you have some days that are green. On the calendar, you can go anytime. But then they have blue ones, and you have to actually make a reservation to get into the park that day. And I believe it's like two days before. Two reservation days up to 30 days in advance. Yeah. Uh, So you have to reserve, and they only have a limited number of spots each day. So um, your access will be limited, but if you, I think if you plan it out, there's no problem. Yeah. Right. So, um, you are not going to be able to go every single day. Though. No, no, you can't just go willy nilly. But for five ninety nine, <laughs> to be able to get a pass at that price—that's awesome. I mean, and be slightly limited. I think it's a good deal. Yeah, I mean, you can go once a month. Yep, and that's worth it. No, I think, and I think that's you know even I mean? enough. Like, I feel like even if I lived in Southern California, if I went too much, I would not appreciate the park as much. I don't know as man. I do. <laughs> But you'd get to like spend more time with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. To take in all those details. I know. But I would probably still only go so often. Yeah. Probably once a month, maybe every couple of weeks or yeah. something. Uh, so that's awesome. But I mean, it is limited. So uh, that's the catch there. Um, I've heard rumor that this is kind of a test uh, for them to see how this works out. And it might be something you'll have to do with normal passes. You know what I mean? Like, if you book a trip, you have to reserve those days. Yeah. That way they can keep the crowds. Try to regulate the crowds a little bit. That's my guess, because I assume they're going to sell a butt-ton of these uh, over the regular season pass. Especially because, once Uh, again, they're offering the monthly payment plan for Southern California residents. For the $5.99 one? For this flex pass? Mm-hmm. I didn't see that. Yeah, I did. Awesome. <laughs> if anybody wants to know how I feel about payment plans for Southern California residents. Go back sure a couple you, of us. Yeah, go back. <laughs> or you can just hear it in my voice right now. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's on a different episode. We yeah. don't have time to dive into why that no. sucks. No, but, uh, go find it. Or but, maybe we'll uh, talk about it in the future i'm sure yeah so uh definitely if you're in the area and you're well i guess if you're just able to get to the park as often that's probably a really good option that's a good way to Um, do it as long as you can plan if you're going on a whim you definitely want to get the 12.99 pass i don't know if that's the price i want to say it's 11 something Um, all i know is it's way more than i used to pay for an (laughs) annual pass so yeah disney flex pass kind of cool a little more thought has to be put into it, but I think it's worth it. It's good to plan your trip anyway. All right, ladies and gents, it is time to talk Star Wars. (laughs) 
Bum. All right. <laughs> Can we get okay. sued at this point? Yeah, probably. Know. No, I don't think we've used. I think you get like thirty seconds. <laughs> Who knows? I don't know how that and works. And it's me doing it, so I'm not playing the actual song. All right. So much if you, worse quality. If you are going to the parks to go to Star Wars Land between the 31st and June 23rd, like we have mentioned a bajillion times. And we've stressed so much. Yeah. You have to have a reservation to get in. If you didn't get a reservation, you're not getting in. I'm telling you, somebody's going to show up and they're going to be pissed when they find out they can't get in. Indeed. Because they didn't pay attention. You got to pay attention, guys. So, uh, how is Disney going to enforce this four-hour reservation window? Force. The force. Violent force. (laughs) Almost. Have you have you looked this over? I, I've looked at it. I've glanced over it a little bit. So the reservations are four-hour windows. Yeah. Um, so each reservation period will get a certain color wristband that day. Uh, and everybody working in Batu will know when your wristband color is up. Uh, at that point they will be able to deny you service. So if you're trying to order food and it's past your time, they can just say, sorry, we can't serve you. Um, We don't serve your kind (laughs) here. Uh, If you try and buy stuff at the stores there, you probably won't get to um, because they want you out. You had your four hours. And they say right off the bat, they're expecting in that four hours, you're going to have yep. your fill. They're thinking people are going to be ready to go yeah. when that by the time that four hours hits. I, so. I believe, I guess, that you'll have time to do stuff. The fact people will want to leave after that four hours, I don't think is true. I think people are going to want to be there, like... Star Wars fans are going to want to be just there. You know what I mean? Well, now that they announced how they're going to handle it, I want to stay there. Oh, yeah. And make and get them kicked out. make me leave. Because if you do not leave, if you're hanging out and you're not leaving, uh, they're going to have to call in some stormtroopers who are going to escort you out of Batu. So... Which I think people are going to want. I think they've caused themselves a problem. Because I, I think people are going to hang around because they escorted. want to be escorted out by stormtroopers. <laughs> so I hope they've got plenty of troopers. Right. Because they're going to need them. So, um, so that's awesome. They probably shouldn't have said this. They should have just let just people experience yeah. that. Yeah. So um, if you're there too long, stormtroopers will uh, escort you out, which is cool. Fantastic. But uh, that's how they're going to enforce that four-hour period. And I'm hoping that uh, in that four-hour period, I'm hoping they didn't do too many reservations. You know what I mean? I hope it's not full (laughs) to capacity with reservations. I'm hoping that maybe they did half capacity, maybe even three-quarter capacity. I think with this reservation system, they probably thought about that and tried to keep it at a manageable rate. I think that's the whole reason they're doing it this way. Plus, they want you to be able to ride the ride, walk around, eat food, and buy things. So I just feel like they... I think they know what they're doing. Yeah. 
Uh, so within those four hours, you should be able to do everything. Yeah. Um, obviously, you're going to want to go back, especially when they reopen. Uh, not reopen. When they open Rise of the Resistance, you definitely want to go back. But, yeah. Um, I think there's going to be a lot to do here. But, yeah. I guess the four hours is sufficient. Yeah, and that's I'm hoping, what they're saying is that it should be enough. I'm hoping they're regulating the crowds enough. That's true. So, um, so yeah, that's how they're going to enforce that four-hour window, which I think is clever. I think it'll be awesome. Yeah, I think it'll be great. <laughs> All right. Uh, next on the agenda in Star Wars, you get to build lightsabers. I could do that in Tomorrowland. Not like this. Oh, boy. (laughs) So I've heard, because people have actually been able to go in and ride the ride. People have been able to go in and build lightsabers. They've been able to do this stuff, or at least see how it's done. Uh, And I've heard people have held the lightsabers, and they're they're made with metal pieces. Oh, really? Uh, They're heavy. Sweet. Somebody said... uh, that it weighs, it's, the weight is comparable to, you know, those old flashlights with the D batteries. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty heavy duty. That's cool. It's not just a crappy plastic lightsaber. Um, they're metal pieces. And uh, I know you pick your kyber crystals. That's cool. And from what I understand, not a lot of these are the same cuts, if at all. So your crystals are all going to look different. That's neat. Even if, say, me and you got two red kyber crystals, they wouldn't look the same. They're That's unique. Neat. I like They're that. just crazy. It's awesome. Um, let's see. Let me see if I can get to... Let's see. So uh, they're going to have, uh, let's see, those ready to learn this knowledge... I should have read the whole thing. The gatherers have amassed a great collection of stories, kyber crystals, and other saber parts from around the galaxy. As keepers of the force, they have passed down their knowledge from generation to generation, striving to keep the flame of hope alive. Savvy was one of the original gatherers and a friend to Lore Santeca, whom we met briefly at the beginning of Star Wars The Force Awakens. Is that the old guy? I think so. Uh, I never knew his name. Neither did I. (laughs) Like Lore, Savvy was a believer in the ideals of the Jedi Order and helped to pass on his knowledge of Jedi lore. He created a salvage business as a front to hide his clandestine... Oh my gosh. (laughs) Clandestine? Yeah, clandestine mission of gilding the next generation of force wielders and helping them create their unique lightsabers. This is you guys. Uh, Those ready to learn this knowledge will find a symbol displayed on the front of a workshop indicating that they are in the correct location and they must give the secret phrase to the gatherers to enter inside. Oh, that's cool. (laughs) Once inside the workshop, the builders will be surrounded by various odds and ends, pieces and objects, uh, these pieces become key elements in the building and refinement of their lightsabers. At the center of the room is a builder's table, a large oval-shaped table assembled from ancient pieces. Savage. Oh my gosh. Savage. 
salvaged. I can't I talk. Like salvaged better. <laughs> From across the galaxy that can accommodate up to 14 builders at a time to choose their crystal and craft their lightsaber. This is all starting to remind me of Don Quixote. <laughs> Shut up. I got so much crap for that. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. <laughs> uh, so there's four themes of lightsabers you can build. I know exactly which one I'm choosing. Oh, I'm sure you do. I am interested to hear what one you're going to do. Uh, so the first one, I'll do the first one. You can do the second. We'll just switch off okay. if you want, like we do on the foodie guy. Sounds good. Foreshadowing. So the first, was I taking the first sure, one? Sure, go for it. <laughs> Sorry. I thought you said I was going to take the first one, so go I just kind of jumped in there. <laughs> All right, so the first theme is peace and justice, salvaged from fallen Jedi temples and crashed starships. These lightsaber pieces were created for force wielders of the Republic era. The simple design reflect... The simple designs reflect the commitment and devout life of those whom they were created by the Jedi Order, the once guardians of peace and justice in the galaxy. That one is obviously not the one Sean is choosing. (laughs) Uh, The next one is probably the one I'm choosing. It's called Power Power and Control. That's why he's the host. (laughs) The main host. Yes. And I'm I? just the co-host because he <laughs> likes power and control. Not really. All right. I so power him. and control. Reclaimed from the ashes of the rumored Sith homeworld and abandoned Sith temples, these lightsaber pieces were originally forged by the Sith of their time. Characterized by sharp and strong forms, these pieces showcase the brutality and relentlessness <laughs> Of the Sith's insatiable desire for power and control. Yep, sounds like Sean. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. That's what I'm building. So, the next one, elemental nature. As we've been told, the force is an energy field created by all living things. It surrounds us. It penetrates us. Binds the galaxy together. These lightsaber pieces are born of that same force. They are as unique as the user and as the elements of nature. The wood from... Brylark tree and bone <laughs> of the Cartusian whale, or even a tooth from a rancor. Ooh, that's uh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of neat. Uh, the next one, the last one, is protection and defense. Uh, cultivated from a time forgotten, these earliest lightsaber pieces contain designs and inscriptions that are shrouded in mystery. Believed to be created for protection and defense, conferring anonymity, and symbolizing emotional detachment, a lightsaber made from these pieces reconnects the user with the most ancient wellspring of the Force. It's cool. I would probably go with peace and justice. An old classic Jedi weapon. Uh, power and control for me. Yeah. Uh, if you get to choose your path, I'm going full freaking Sith. <laughs> I have to. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, uh, I'd like to hear what you guys would pick. Which lightsaber would you build and why? Uh, feel free to let us know. You've got our email addresses. You can let us know on our social media. But I want to hear which lightsaber speaks to you. Which uh, which pieces do you want yeah. to build your lightsaber from? So. I want to know what the price is going to be on this. Yeah, I hear they're heavy duty. They're really nice. The plastic ones that I got in Tomorrowland were still <laughs> expensive. 
So right. this kind of scares me a little bit. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be a cheap land. <laughs> but, but you we'll know see. what? I, I've got to have like a I've got a nice, legit yeah. like, lightsaber. Like, that just sounds so cool. And you get your kyber crystals. Uh, it's just going to be awesome. All right. Uh, what's next? Ooh. Oh, I think it's a good one. <laughs> All right. Hopefully this doesn't take Sharon the and rest Winter of the show. are going to be thrilled to hear this one. <laughs> All right. Foodie guide to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. I have to imagine in Star Wars there's not going to be a lot of French and Spanish stuff. Yeah. But there's going to be a lot of oh, Star true. Wars lingo that's really going to throw us for a loop. Yeah. So Can't be um, worse than Don Quixote, though. Shut up. All right. Uh, so I will start this one. Uh, <laughs> I'll start with the Docking Bay 7 Food and Cargo. Um so this will be a multi-purpose transportation shuttle docked on top of a large hangar with, uh, sorry, it will beckon guests into Docking Bay 7 Food and Cargo, a designated location for traveling food shuttles. Uh, docked in the hangar is Tug's Grub, a traveling diner for diners traveling. Ooh, well, that's uh, convenient. Run by Chef Strono. Uh, Cookie Tug, Tug's is his uh, nickname, I assume, Cookie. Uh, in high demand Doesn't for his sound like a very Star Wars ish <laughs> nickname, right? In high demand cookie? for his cooking skills, he moves uh, from site to site in a modified Sanar Chal utilipede transport that can be transformed into a mobile kitchen and restaurant. His travels across the galaxy allow him to fill this pantry with exotic ingredients, which he uses to make new and unusual dishes inspired by his time on Takodana. So here are the items that he will have for you. Uh, so we'll start with the entrees for this uh, restaurant. Uh, the first one is smoked kadu ribs, which look <laughs> delish. Yeah. Uh, sticky pork ribs. Oh, kadu ribs. Can't believe they're saying pork. <laughs> I'm guessing kadu tastes like pork. <laughs> Sticky pork ribs served with a blueberry corn muffin and cabbage slaw. It looks really good. Uh, and uh, then there's fried Indorian tip-yip, which is crispy chicken served with roasted vegetable potato mash and herb gravy. Uh, then they have yob shrimp noodle salad. I like how they just put yob in front of shrimp. <laughs> Makes it spacey. Yob shrimp. Uh, so it's a chilled shrimp served with marinated noodles and vegetables. I had the Monsters, Inc. chilled noodles. Oh, did you? Uh, during Pixar uh-huh. Fest. So good. So I'm excited for this. Nice. Um, then they have the roasted Endorian tip-yip salad, which is marinated chicken served with mixed greens, roasted seasonal vegetables, quinoa, I said that right this yep. time. Pumpkin seeds and green curry ranch. Ooh, green curry ranch sounds so good. Yeah, it does. Uh, then they have the Volution Garden Spread, which is only during lunch. This is a plant-based kefta, in quotes. I don't even know what kefta is. So. It's in quotes, so I'm not eating it. <laughs> uh, served with herb or herb. herb. <laughs> It could be Herb. Maybe it's hummus made from a guy named Herb. I guess you never know. Tomato, cucumber, relish, and pita. You know what I have to say to that one? Yeah. 
Bye, Felucia. <laughs> I like it. Uh, this, I want to try this. Braised shack roast. Shack roast? Shot. Like yeah. Shaq like is in Shaquille the basketball player? Poor Shaq. <laughs> Got the axe. Yeah. Uh, now you can buy him at dinner only. Um <laughs> It's a beef pot roast served with cavatelli pasta, wilted kale, and mushrooms. I don't like kale, but I will. Who? I, w- I don't like kale when it's not wilted. Why would I want <laughs> wilted kale? Maybe it tastes better wilted. Maybe. I hope so. Uh, but that pot roast looks so good. So, uh, And then also at dinner only, they have the Ethorian Garden Loaf, which sounds terrible. Mm. Uh, plant-based in quotes, meatloaf. <laughs> See, the quotes kill it for me every I, time. I know what meatloaf is. I have zero idea what kefta is. Well, I have zero idea what <laughs> meatloaf in quotes is. So, uh, plant-based, quote-unquote, meatloaf, served with roasted vegetable, potato mash, seasonal vegetables, and mushroom sauce. Oh, I love mushroom sauce. Yeah, uh, well, mushrooms. Who You can't go wrong with mushrooms. No. And sorry to all those people that probably eat vegetarian. I'm not <laughs> trying to knock on you. I just don't like it. No. Uh, desserts. Uh, this one's for all the punks out there. This is called the Oi Oi Puff. <laughs> all the punks. <laughs> That's funny. So uh, the Oi Oi Puff has a, it's a raspberry cream puff with passion fruit mousse. I think that sounds so good. Um, so I'll be getting that. Um and then the Batu Bon. It's a chocolate cake with white chocolate mousse and coffee custard. So if you like coffee, that is probably going to be delicious. Um, and then they have kids' meals. All kids' meals include choice of small low-fat milk or small Dasani water, just so mm, you guys nice. know. Uh, so for the kids' meals, they have the Yob Shrimp Noodle Salad. Oh, yeah, because my kid's going to eat that. Um, it's... In parentheses, Disney check, which I assume, if I remember right, means it's a healthy yep. meal. Um, so that's just the chilled shrimp uh, served with noodles, vegetables, and sweet orange dressing. Uh, then they have a taste of Takodana, uh, which is also a Disney check meal. It's black bean hummus served with edible soil with nuts, chilled dipping vegetables, and multi-grain crisps. Poor kid. Yes, no kidding. <laughs> Uh, and then they have the fried Andorian tip yip, uh, which is the crispy chicken served with macaroni and cheese and seasonal vegetables. I think that's the only kid's meal my kids would eat. Yeah, I don't think I could get back to eat shrimp. Yeah. It takes a special kid to eat shrimp. Um, I was one of those kids. Yeah, I remember having salads from Robintino's mm. with shrimp on it. Still do. Uh, and then... This one's taking a while. Yeah. Uh, specialty beverages uh, without alcohol will be served here. Uh, you've got your Moof Juice, which is simply fruit punch and simply orange with chipotle pineapple. Ooh. That sounds good. <laughs> I love the simply drinks. Like simply orange, simply I like lemon. pineapple. Uh, so I'll be excited for that. Um, then they have Fatro. That's what I'm going to be when I'm done eating here is Fatro. But it's P-H-A-T fat. Oh, yeah. See? <laughs> See what I did there? Uh, which is Gold Peak Unsweetened Tea, Odwalla Lemonade, and Dessert uh, desert Pear. Not Dessert Pear. <laughs> desert Pear. Check the S's. Uh, There's and then, two. It's Dessert. <laughs> 
Then they'll have Batu Bucha tea, uh, which is Suja Pineapple Passion Fruit Kombucha. Looks like the only thing I'm drinking there is move juice. Yes. Bring on the move juice. (laughs) Freshly milked move. (laughs) That sounds disgusting when you say it that way. (laughs) All right, Brian. All right, let's head over to Oga's Cantina, which I believe we're going to find DJ Rex. All right, run by the boss of the Black Spire Outpost Underworld, Oga Gara. Oga's Cantina is an establishment that attracts some of the most interesting and disreputable characters in the galaxy. Very little is known about Oga herself. Oh, herself. I would have thought that it was a guy. Anyway, doesn't matter. She's usually, and she's not usually at the cantina, preferring to collect payments remotely. And most of the locals have never laid eyes on her before. Her patrons come from across the galaxy to sample the famous concoctions offered here. These beverages are created with unique ingredients using otherworldly methods. In addition, Oga regularly procures unique shipments of beers, cider, and wines. While partaking in these thirst-quenching concoctions, guests can enjoy the musical stylings of DJ R3X, also known as Rex. The I'm excited former for that. Star Speeder 3000 <laughs> dr- pilot droid we met first met in Star Tours. He's reinvented himself as the cantina's resident DJ and is quirky and talkative as ever, just trying to do his best on the job. I hope that it's Paul Rubens. I do too. If it's <laughs> not, that's going to be a very <laughs> sad, sad thing. Okay, so these first. Uh, concoctions that you can get are containing alcohol, which means I won't be enjoying these and neither will my children or anybody else's children. Um, So morning... If your children are, you're probably going to be in trouble. You're going to have a problem. Um, Morning specialties. Spirian... I hope I said that right. <laughs> this is all Star Wars stuff, so nobody knows if it's being pronounced right or not except the people creating them. Spiran. Spiron calf. Spiron calf. We'll go with that. Peru Alto Mayo Organic Joffrey's <laughs> Coffee. Who who decided I should do this one? Me. This is because <laughs> I made fun of you for doing uh, Don Quixote. <laughs> Orange marmalade, rum, vanilla whipped cream, and citrus zest. I, mean, I know I don't like alcohol, but if I did, that sounds really good. And I have a feeling <laughs> that it's actually Peru Alto Mayo after reading that. Not yeah. mayo. <laughs> Who wants There's mayo no mayo in, in the morning drink? drink. <laughs> um, next one is a Bloody Rancor, vodka, chili liqueur, spicy Bloody Mary mix, and a Rancor bone. So I did read something about Oga's Cantina. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you are going to be there early... If your reservation is first thing in the morning, this will be open for you to consume alcohol at 8 a.m. So Wow. Hit the bottle go. early. Yeah. So Jeez. Just so you guys are aware. Make for a fun rest of the day. Yeah. <laughs> when you leave Star Wars four hours later and walk into the middle of fantasy land, you're, you're really going to regret that alcohol. Um, afternoon and evening specialties. First off, you can get a fuzzy tauntaun. Yay. <laughs> peach vodka, peach schnapps, orange juice with tangerine, pure cane sugar, and buzz foam, <laughs> in quotation marks. Weird. Um, Jedi mind trick. <laughs> going to be a few of those <laughs> if you uh, 
take drink too many of these. <laughs> um, that's going to be grapefruit and rose vodka, falernum, blue, blue curacao, white grape juice, lime juice, and grapefruit bitters. You've I, got. I can't say I like uh, vodka, <laughs> but uh, I've I've tasted some rose stuff recently. Mm-hmm. I like it. It's so good. It doesn't sound good to me. It's, I had a cupcake that was uh, rose water, oh, really? white chocolate, with uh, like frosting, uh-huh. and it was like refreshing. It was huh. weird. I oh, could eat like ten of those. I guess I'll have to try it. <laughs> uh, next, we have the Outer Rim. That's a silver tequila, acai liqueur, uh, lime juice, pure cane sugar, black salt, and exotic fruit puree. Uh, you got the T-16 Skyhopper, which was the uh, ship that Luke used to bullseye womp rats in Beggar's Canyon. <laughs> uh, that is uh, vodka, melon liqueur, kiwi, and half and half. Then you've got the Dagobah Slug Slinger. That sounds good. <laughs> Reposado tequila, blue curacao, citrus juices, ginger, herbs, and bitters. Would that be curacao? I don't know. Because in acai, it makes this. Because it's spelled so with the, I guess with the that's C a, with the little dealy do mm, under it. Yeah, like the C with a tail. Yeah. Huh, well, <laughs> what, however you want to say it, <laughs> just go with it. Then you can get some jet juice. Uh, that's bourbon, chili liqueur, acai liqueur, white grapefruit, or not white grapefruit, white grape juice, and lemon juice. And you can get a yub nub. That is pineapple rum, spiced rum, citrus juices, and passion fruit. That sounds really good. I don't I don't drink rum, but that sounds amazing. <laughs> uh, then you can get a Bespin Fizz. That's going to be rum, yuzu, yuzu puree, pomegranate juice, white cranberry juice, and a cloud swirl. Because those of you that don't know, Bespin is where Cloud City is. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love, I love the... References they put in oh, all of me this. Too. Like I'm excited to be in the land because I feel like there's going to be so many uh-huh. references to Star Wars, just every like, obviously because it's Star Wars land, but mm-hmm. just these lit like Yub Nub, the Ewok celebration. Yeah. Like that's like the, I think I feel like that that's not a huge reference. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't think the common person is going to be like, oh, yeah, <laughs> yub nub. <laughs> but anyway, I, I'm just excited to see all the little details yeah. that they put. In this you book. and me both. Okay, so let's move on to the stuff that I can enjoy, at least some of it, the teas and the coffees. I'm not a huge fan of, but this we'll is cover a them bar anyway. that your kids can go into, essentially. Just pointing that out. Yeah. So. <laughs> Um, let's see here. So the morning specialties on the non-alcoholic side, we've got a Black Spire brew. It's cold brew, Joffrey's coffee, honey, falernum, passion fruit, and citrus. A Mugen tea. It's gold peak unsweetened tea, chocolate milk, vanilla, and cinnamon. I'd never thought about mixing chocolate milk and tea before. (laughs) (laughs) Um, the Tureen tea is Gold Peak, Unsweetened Tea, Peach, Huckleberry, and Mint. And then, of course, yes. something every Star Wars <laughs> fan's been looking forward to their entire life since they saw A New Hope, Blue Bantha. Blue milk served chilled with Bantha-inspired 
vanilla butter yeah, sugar yeah, cookie. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Uh, afternoon and evening specialties, you can get a Cliff Dweller, which is citrus juices, coconut, hibiscus grenadine, and Seagram's oh, yeah. ginger ale. That sounds pretty good. Hyperdrive Punch It, uh, Powerade Mountain Berry Blast, White Cranberry Juice, Black Cherry Puree, and Sprite. I kind of wish they would just call it Hyperdrive. Yeah. I don't know. That's just me. But anyway. It is what it is. <laughs> um, and then our personal favorite, we have the Jabba Juice. <laughs> Um, simply orange with pineapple, kiwi, cantaloupe, and blueberry popping pearls. That want, actually sounds want, really want. good. I'm actually <laughs> excited for that. Um, you can still get blue bantha. So blue bantha is an all-day uh, drink you can oh, yeah. enjoy. Um, you can get blurgfire. That's lemonade, pomegranate juice, and habanero Ooh. lime. Ooh. <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of pomegranate juice and things. Really? But I love pomegranate juice. You've never drank a pom? Maybe yeah, no, I haven't. No. Oh, it's so good. Um I really want to try that. <laughs> that habanero lime really got me uh wanting blurg to try that. Fire. I want a blurg fire. Carbon freeze, powerade <laughs> lemon lime, wild strawberry, blueberry, and green apple popping. I, I, I have a feeling <laughs> that's supposed to say green apple popping pearls. However, this says popping <laughs> pears. We so, won't know till we see it. I guess we won't. So if you go into the cantina, don't touch the pears. Yes. They could be popping pears. So be careful. Um, for provisions, you can get Oga's Obsession. That's lemonade, cotton candy flavor, and blueberry popping pearls. With a bursting dried fruit mixture. Sounds pretty good. Hmm. Uh, beers on tap. You can get Gold Squadron Lager. I love that these are named after <laughs> Star Wars things. This makes me so happy. White Wampa Ale. Gamorian Ale. What? Wait, Gamorian. I'm not sure of the reference either. I doubt it's Gamora. <laughs> That's what I'm going for. Anyway, bad motiv- bad motivator IPA. Oh, these are awesome. Um, cider on tap. You can get a, spi- a spice runner hard cider. Oh, these are great. Wine on tap. You can get a Tonneray and an Imperial Guard. So um, enjoy Ogus Cantina. It sounds like yeah. you're going to be able to get some fun stuff. Should be a blast there. Hopefully um, not too much of yeah, a blast. Yeah. Uh, just remember, you shoot first. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Black Spire Outpost Market. Uh, Ronto Roasters sits at the centerpiece of the Black Spire Outpost Marketplace, drawing in passerby, uh, passersby with a large pod racing engine that's firing up a barbecue pit. I think that's so awesome. <laughs> Uh, hungry customers who queue up to order will encounter a former settler droid, ADJB, uh, carefully turning the spit of meats. Elsewhere in the marketplace is Cat Saka's Kettle, which offers Outpost Mix, which is a unique popcorn snack with a colorful blend of sweet and spicy flavors. And a milk stand serving up two local favorites, blue milk and green milk, served as a frozen beverage. So, uh, we'll switch up on these because there's pretty much three different places here. Uh, So the first one is Ronto Roasters. So the food at Ronto Roasters, uh, you have a Ronto wrap, 
which is roasted pork and grilled sausage with peppercorn sauce and tangy slaw wrapped in a pita. That sounds way good. Yeah, it does. Um, and then Nuna turkey jerky. Uh, so you get sweet or spicy. Um, if you're into turkey jerky. Um, didn't know there were that many turkeys in space. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah. Why couldn't we have themed that a little bit? Right. Uh, specialty beverages, you got the Tatooine Sunset, which is a gold peak unsweetened tea, oddwall lemonade, melon, and blueberry. Uh, they serve a sour sarlacc. Ooh, that's uh, cool. <laughs> so, which is uh, Minute Maid Limeade, Raspberry, and Ooh, Spicy Mango. Yes, I need to try that. <laughs> uh, the last specialty beverage here is the M- uh, Melurun Juice. Uh, which is pineapple, simply lemonade with blueberry, white cranberry juice, lemon juice, and dessert pear. Not dessert pear. <laughs> and not dessert pearl. No. Or desert pearl. <laughs> well, maybe it is maybe it is supposed to be a desert pearl or a dessert pearl. We don't know. We don't know anymore. Yeah. We don't right. know what to believe. Take it away. All right. So I got the fun one, the milk stand menu. So uh, serving... A frozen plant-based blend of coconut and rice milks. So you can get blue milk, green milk, Bubba Wamba Family Farms novelty drink mess vessel. Oh, so that's just the thing you can get your drink in. <laughs> so anyway, you can get. It's kind of funny. You can, yeah, Bubba Wamba. <laughs> like a family farm. I feel like that's something Jabba said in. <laughs> No, Bubba Oh, Yeah, that was a terrible job of impression on my part. Uh, but yes, let's move on to Kat Saka's kettle menu. Uh, so they have that outpost popcorn mix, which we said before is a colorful blend of sweet and spicy flavors popped in coconut oil. Mm. Uh, this next thing I need. MSE 6 Series Repair Droid Souvenir Popcorn Vessel. Yes. <laughs> I think that's so funny. You know what that is, right? Oh, it's one of the <laughs> rat droids. That's what I've always called it. The little ones that zip yeah, around. Yeah, so yeah, on uh, any Star Destroyer or oh, whatever. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, I was just about to Google black, what those droids are. The little black droids that look like a box oh, just going around. Cool. That is going to be the popcorn bucket. <laughs> That's cool. I need one. Um, and then they're going to have over here at Cut Saka's kettle menu and kettle. Uh, they're going to have specialty bottled, bottled beverages, which are the Coke, Diet Coke, Sprite, and Dasani that we all so cool. have seen by now. Um, they look awesome. So do we know if this is all of the restaurants that will be in the land or is more going to open with phase know. two? I don't know. I haven't seen anything about Phase 2 bringing new restaurants. Not that I'm unhappy with what's on here, but I kind of hope there's a little bit more that comes out with Phase 2. I hope it's not just Rise of the Resistance. Like I'd like some more shops and restaurants to open along with it. Oh, yeah. I want a foodie guide part (laughs) 2 when Phase 2 starts. All right. Uh, man, that sounds man. good. So we're running over an hour. Oh, but, boy. But we've got just two more things to talk about, which I think we can blow over pretty quickly. Yes. So please bear with us. Um, the next thing we want to talk about is the queue system after the reservation period. So you might be wondering how it's going to work 
on June 24th? Are you just going to be able to walk in? Uh, here's how it's going to work. <laughs> there will be a virtual queue to get into the park. Uh, so Into the land. Well, into the land, yeah. Um, so... I believe you make your you get in the queue on the Disney Parks app. So you're gonna want to make sure you have this app. They're really gonna be moving towards making sure you have this yes. app for just about everything. Yeah. So if you don't have this, I would just get it because you're going to need it. Just get at it at some yeah. point. Uh, it's gonna be helpful not only to get in the queue for Star Wars, but. You can do uh, online ordering for food. Yeah, mobile orders. Starting great. May thirty first. Cool. Uh, so those with reservations and just put in an order for my Jabba juice. You put in your order, go shop. That's cool. You know what I mean. So the app's going to really help you. Get I feel like the this is why they're saying that four hours should be plenty of time for people. Oh yeah. With the mobile order, you shouldn't have to do a lot of waiting in line. Other than waiting for the attraction. Which I hear they're trying to keep under two hours. Oh, that would be nice. Which is nice. I'm hoping, you know, that people can get in line maybe with an hour left Mm -hmm. and just be able to... That's what I, I feel like that's what they were saying in the article, that they're hoping that people are going to just... Go experience the land and then use the last part of their time to go wait in line and then go. So I'm hoping you just have to get in line when you're before your four hours is up for the ride. We'll see. Um, Yeah, that's how that's going to work. There will be a a virtual queue via the Disney app, um, and then you can go ride normal Disneyland rides. Be in Disneyland. You'll get a notification when it's your turn to get into the the park and you can stay as long as and not the park the land you can stay in there as long as you want you don't have to it's not a four hour window four hour um can i still get escorted out by a stormtrooper <laughs> please <laughs> um i'm sure there's a way i'm sure there probably is but you might probably get kicked not out of the park that i want to do it <laughs> uh so that's how that's gonna work at, at least for the first little bit as it's super popular um I'm pretty sure as time goes on, you won't need that anymore. Because I doubt, I don't know. Because like Cars Land, for example, it's not as, it's still popular, but yeah. you, know, you don't need regulation <laughs> for something like that anymore. Yeah. Um, so I just think as time goes on, you're not going to need to use the app to get in. Yeah. But get the app. Well, you're it, need even, it. it even says uh, at the end of this article that Disneyland plans to stop using the virtual queuing system as the crowds, as soon as crowds dissipate. Yeah. So once it starts. So all the hype will go down. Yep. You'll just be able to walk in at that point. So this is basically their way of handling the crowds instead of just having everybody yeah. try and flock into this one new area, being able to like space it out throughout the day. For sure. Um so basically, I would get to the park, get in the virtual queue, yeah, and then just enjoy your day at Disneyland. Yep, I agree. And you'll probably be in pretty early if you do it first thing. So, yeah. um, last thing we want to talk about: what happens after? What happens to Star Tours? What happens to uh, Launch Bay? Launch Bay. What happens to all that? After this I, I think this is something we've been asking for quite a while. Yes. What is going to happen with Star Tours? I mean, you've got these big brand new Star Wars areas. 
you don't really need Star Wars in Tomorrowland anymore. Or do you? But I think (laughs) the way that they explain this in this article, I think, makes perfect sense. Oh, yeah. So when you go to Galaxy's Edge, you are entering a world that is occurring with this new trilogy that has come out. Yeah. So you aren't in a world that has known... Luke Skywalker, Darth Vader, um, Han Solo, maybe yeah. a little bit of Princess Leia, but she's gone too. If you haven't yeah. seen the movie yet, <laughs> spoiler. Um, just so you know, she's probably not going to be in it. I guess none of us have seen the next movie no. yet, but but we. I all guess know. she might be in it with some older footage, but I know she's in it. It was the preview? Oh yeah, her. the preview did yeah. have her in it. Uh, but anyway, she won't be seen in the land. Um, nope. All those older characters won't. Um, so that is where Star Tours and Star Wars Launch Bay in Tomorrowland have their place. You're still going to be able to experience Darth Vader. Um, yep. You're still going to be able to experience Boba Fett. Um, all those characters that you've been able to meet in that side of the park. Have they park. done a meet and greet with Boba Fett? Uh-huh. Yeah, really? in Launch Bay, they've got a little like cantina area set up, and that's where I'd like his to meet, meet and Boba greet Fett. happens. Um, I mean, characters like Ray and uh, Kylo Ren, those are going to start moving over to Galaxy's Edge. That's mm-hmm. where you're going to deal with First Order stuff. But as far as the um, Rebel Alliance and the Galactic Empire are concerned, you'll be Tomorrow able to find Land. those in <laughs> Tomorrowland. So the Imagineers have no plans in getting rid of Star Tours. They have Yet. no plans in getting rid <laughs> of Launch Bay at this time. Yeah. This is going to be the home for those older characters. Yeah. Uh, there is rumor going around, which we can probably talk about next week, but there is rumor about Tomorrowland getting updated. It needs it. Yes, it does. It's needed it for um, so, so long. So there's a ton of rumors flying around about that, which makes me think like something has leaked. Um. Fingers but, crossed. Soon but, uh, as superhero area in DCA is done, yeah. I fully expect them to do something about Tomorrowland. So we could probably discuss that a little more next week. We are about Let's 10 do. minutes over. Let's put a pin in that. <laughs> so uh, well, I'm sure you guys have things you need to get done, so we'll let you guys go. But we wanted to cover all the new Star Wars news that has come out this past week, which is a ton of it, probably because it's opening in two weeks. Um, so, uh, hopefully this helps you if you are going to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. Uh, helps get you pumped. Oh, it's got me way excited and I don't even have to deal with any of this (laughs) reservation stuff, but I'm super excited for the people that are getting to go. I'm excited to see videos from people. Um, I know when we were at, um, Salt Lake Fan X, we went to the Provost Park Pass Uh panel and they are going to be doing coverage live from Star Wars Land, so I'm super excited to see what they have to bring to us. Um, If you guys don't follow Provost Park Pass yet on YouTube, please do. They're awesome. Um, They're great friends of Word on the Main Street. Um, You can even follow them on Facebook, on Twitter. Uh, They're great people. They they do a great job putting their show together. So follow them. They're going to be doing some good Galaxy's Edge coverage. Oh, yeah. All right. Well... 
Uh, I assume you don't have anything else to add about Star Wars. No, nope, I don't. I do not either. I think uh, we've pretty much I exhausted did, Star Wars at this point. If I did, it would be for next week. Uh, so, uh, thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen to this episode this week. Uh, we really do appreciate it. If you like the episode, please share it with those that might also enjoy it. Um, and if you can, on the platforms you're listening to us on, if you can... Please leave us a review and subscribe. We would much appreciate it. Uh, Those platforms are as follows. Those would be Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Player FM, TuneIn, and Google Play. And, uh, of course, we are on social media, as I've mentioned before, facebook.com slash word on the main street. We are on Twitter at W-O-T Main Street, and we're on Instagram at word on the main street. Um... And uh, we do want to thank Bryce Gardner for the theme song. So thank you, Bryce. Feel free to check him out. He does music under the name of Delta Theory, which is available on all popular streaming, well, music streaming platforms, uh, such as iTunes and Spotify. Um, And that is it. Thank you guys so much for listening this week. Please join us every week, every Wednesday, to hear the new word on the main street. Bye-bye. Goodbye.